from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. Tyrell mentioned that there's a lot of of people who are using drugs at Mm -hmm. Interco Plaza. How are you dealing with that over at Camp Cole? Do people have to be clean to stay there? No, there's no barriers on, uh, you know, being clean, uh, having employment. What happens if people don't vacate Interco Plaza as the days turn to a week or weeks or a month? That's a great question. Like this first week, these first three or four days, We've learned a lot. I uh, bet. I'm Sarah Fenske. Residents of an impromptu homeless camp on the edge of downtown had been told to move by this past Monday or face eviction. Now, that eviction didn't happen, but both private businesses in the area and the nearby St. Patrick Center have been working to set up a new temporary home for camp residents. It's just about a five-minute walk away. Our producer, Emily Woodbury, visited yesterday. Uh, She saw the site that's been ordered for clearance. It's located at Tucker Boulevard and Martin Luther King Drive. It's a city-owned site called Interco Plaza near the new Square headquarters. She found roughly two dozen tenants still on site. She spoke with Tyrell Donson at Interco Plaza. He's been homeless for six months. And he shared why he thinks staying there at the plaza is appealing to some of the camp's residents. I believe people don't want to go nowhere else because they've evolved and everything comes to them right here. You know, they go over there, ain't nothing happening over there. They just sleep and sit. You know, everything, most drugs right here, everything is real, drugs, you know, tune, weed, you know, everything you want. They feed you here, you know, you don't have to leave here, you know, so the police don't mess with you. No, they pull up right now, they feed us all through the day, they give you money, you know, everything is free right here. And you go over there, ain't nothing, you know what I'm saying, you can't just sit and chill, you know, you can't even smoke in there. All these people do drugs, all of them. And that is Tyrell Johnson. Now, at the warehouse located a block over, Angelo Pate told our producer why he came to that facility on Monday and what his experience has been like in the past few days. Well, it's a lot more calmer, uh, a lot lot safer, uh, a better uh, uh, out the elements, for sure. And you can actually uh, rest. Angelo Pate said he'd appreciate the warehouse being a bit cooler. He's looking forward to the AC units that are arriving later this week. Uh, well, it's been a little, it's been a little hot, as you can see. I'm sweating a little bit now, but, uh, it, but you know, I, I take that in stride, and you know, hopefully uh, we get some air. If not, it just, it's just it's fine to just have somewhere safe to sleep. Angelo Pate told our producer that he sees this facility as a good transition for people. They got some things in line for everybody as you pass through. It's this to be like a, a cycling uh, place where you come in and you get housing and you actually get helped out the situation. And this is a good way to, I think, filter out and make that happen. I have a lot of faith in it. That is Angelo Pate speaking to producer Emily Woodbury yesterday. Now, this situation is certainly in flux. And joining us today with the latest is Anthony D'Agostino. He's the CEO of St. Patrick's Center. Anthony, welcome. Thanks, Sarah. So, Anthony, your nonprofit works with homeless people, and this camp sprung up nearly on your doorstep. What can you tell us about when and why? So um, about three months ago or so, um, 
we uh, do a lot of homeless services for the community, and we have a lot of relationships with people who are unhoused. So we have people coming to our facility, and they oftentimes will congregate in the park. That's not uncommon. Um, about three months ago or so, though, this uh, and this happens quite regularly over the year, uh, people started maybe popping tents, kind of coming there, congregating, and, and creating an encampment, an impromptu encampment. Um, in the past, uh, years and uh, administrations in the past, uh, when that started happening, there would oftentimes be some kind of disbandment or, you know, some presence to try to move people along off the city property. Um, the city and the mayor's office has decided not to go down that path. And that's something St. Patrick's Center, we we support not uh, disbanding people and uh, traumatizing and moving people, but uh, creating an alternative. And I think that's where Camp Cole came up. And we're very excited. I think, Angelo, uh, you heard it there. Uh, he said it well. It's a safer, healthier place to be than Interco Plaza, which is the park. Um, in the in the park, as Tyrell said, it's it, you know it's got a lot of issues with drugs and with other illegal activity. And really, the biggest problem we have with it is the danger. Um, people, da- danger to the people living there. Yes, uh, danger to all parties. Uh, people living there, uh, so the residents there, and then also uh, just people walking by. Um, you know, there's. It's gotten to a point where you know there there are drug dealers who are openly you know working there, and some of them have become violent. We've seen incidents. Um, I don't you know I wouldn't want to be in that situation where it's unsafe. So we never want our clients and or residents that we work with to be in that situation, which is why Camp Cole was created as an alternative. Um, yes. So this Camp Cole, this is something that you are working or have worked to set up. Who's partnering with you in that effort to get this alternative going? So the city actually has been talking about intentional encampments for a long time. And just so you know, you know, impromptu encampments that start all over the city, those just, they have no organization or structure around them. An intentional encampment does have some structure, but it's in cogl- or in communication in collaboration with the people who stay there, the residents, right? So it's not like we're enforcing rules on people, but there are some guidelines and structures around so people can be safe at night when they're sleeping. Um, So the city has been uh, in communication with us, helping us. We haven't been able to get funding from the city yet, but we're working on that. So we're moving in that direction. Um, But, you know, we've had neighbors who've been helpful. The, the neighbor to the north of us, uh, Starwood Group, owns some of, the, some of the land. They have helped us secure the facility that Camp Cole is in and actually helped us with startup money. So that's been very helpful in that process. And, you know, as of yesterday, we had 39 people um, in the facility, and it holds 40. So it's pretty full. It's we've been moved, popular. We've moved most of the people over from, uh, from the, in, you know, the encampment on Interco. Uh, and, and as you heard from Angelo, it's it's very positive for the people who have moved over there. I, I hope Tyrell will come over and see it because I think he's judging it based on maybe things he's hearing, but he hasn't walked the two blocks over to actually see it. And we welcome him to come over and and uh, be a part of the community. So tell us a little bit about what's there. I think the Post-Dispatch used the word warehouse. That's not a word that is what you're aiming for, and, and you don't think that accurately describes what's going on there. No, I, I think warehouse has some negative connotation. Um, it is, in fact, an, an older warehouse, but it's in good shape. We took all the large doors and opened them up so it feels more like an open space for, for people, and a lot of the, the unhoused residents want an, an open space. Uh, like a park. So, so there's tr- shade, but mm-hmm. there's also like the, the big garage doors we might see at a fancy restaurant. It's, it's open yeah. in that kind of way. Yes. 
huge garage doors that we keep open, um, which is nice. But also, you know, we don't let just anyone in the facility. And that's very important. I mean, think about the fact that there's people literally sleeping in the tents at Interco Plaza. And at night, they have no idea who's going to walk by, who could come into their tent. Um, you know, just a couple nights ago, there was somebody who was throwing things at people's tents. You know, the safety is having, we have professional staff on site at Interco, uh, I'm sorry, at Camp Cole. And that's the difference between Interco. There's no one there available during the 24-hour shift of people just living there that can kind of work with them and and help them with services and resources. And that's what we've created as an alternative two to three blocks away. And so the people who are there, they're not there to guard the the people inside. They're there to keep those people safe from others who might want to take advantage of this population. Exactly. Yeah, it's not punitive. Um, Once again, the the rules are very simple. It's just, you know, not everyone can come in here if you're not part of the community and haven't been accepted through intake. We can't just let anyone in here who's going to be disruptive um, and create possibly a violent situation for the residents. So that's the biggest issue. And and that's what intentional organized structure encampments are about. Other places have done them, right? I mean, we've learned a lot from uh, Denver and from some other communities on how they've created successful encampments because people need a place to stay. And that's what we're trying to do. Tyrell mentioned that there's a lot of, of people who are using drugs at mm-hmm. Interco Plaza. How are you dealing with that over at Camp Cole? Do people have to be clean to stay there? No, there's no barriers on, uh, you know, being clean, uh, having employment, other things. We're, we're a very low barrier facility. Um, so there are still people, you know, using and but, it, you know, the, some of the times I tell people uh, there are plenty of people uh, tonight who are going to go back to their houses who are going to be drinking alcohol. They're going to be smoking marijuana, potentially doing other illicit drugs. And no one knocks on their door and gets them in trouble. Now, I agree that this is a, a little bit of a different situation. But um, if they are not harming other people and they are using um, that, that is that is never we should never have a criteria for someone to be housed like substance use or employment or anything else. So people were given the order to vacate Interco Plaza by Monday. As we mentioned, that hasn't been enforced in any way. This is all about, hey, here's this this better option. What happens if people don't vacate Interco Plaza as the days turn to a week or weeks or a month? That's a great question. Um, you know, this is... Uh, the first time, from my knowledge in, in history of St. Saint Louis, that we've had, and I, I also, for, before I forget, we have an amazing team, Megan and Carly and a lot of the others who work on their team uh, have put this together in literally two weeks. And we've never had an intentional encampment. So we're learning as we go, but we're trying to use best practices. But with that being said, we don't know how this is going to go. Like this first week, these first three or four days, We've learned a lot. I uh, bet. We didn't know that we were going to be this full this quickly. We also didn't know that we would have a lot of people come over and use it for nighttime and safety and security to sleep. But then they would go back to Interco to because that's where it's kind of created this environment of people who are being able to, to sell drugs and to do illicit activity, right? Um, so we're kind of trying to deal with that in course correct. I don't know how it's going to go. We're kind of taking it a day at a time. Um, but I do know that... We have people who are in a safer, healthier environment today than they were just, you know, five days ago. And the city is supportive of how these things are playing out at this point. It it sounds like you were hoping there might be some city funding for this intentional encampment down the road. Yes. Uh, And I think there is some that are that's going through the pipeline of that funding process with uh, that's going on in City Hall. So we're hoping and it looks like it might be a million and a half, two million dollars potentially that could go towards this. So, you know, longer term 
we see a solution or at least part of a solution. And obviously the idea is to get everyone permanently housed, right? Of course. But for that temporary solution, I think we can we can see that coming down the pike. Um, we're just hoping the budget process gets pushed along a little quicker. Yeah. So if the budget process doesn't get pushed along a little quicker, one of your staffers told our producer yesterday that, that you have enough funds to keep this open for 90 days. Um, what happens to these guys at Camp Cole if the city funding doesn't come through in 90 days? Well, that's uh, that's where we're going to get creative over the ne- next 90 days to figure out where that's coming from. Uh, we're going to reach out to supporters, people listening on this radio station potentially, uh, to to help us past 90 days and to bridge that gap until we do have a permanent solution. So I have no doubt that there will be a longer-term solution coming. When it comes, I, we can't tell, but for the first 90 days, we're, we're working through it, and we're going to take it as we go. We at St. Patrick's Center are committed to helping the clients that we have in this facility. Um, we'll do anything we can, and we'll even put up, you know, go into some some debt to deal with this and come up come up with funding down the road. Let's hmm. figure out we, we want to help the, the human beings that are in there, give them uh, dignity and give them the services they need, and then we'll, we'll figure out the dollars. I like Hopefully. your attitude there. Uh, it's good to hear some optimism yeah. here on the radio. One other what-if question. Yesterday when our producer visited, there was only one bed left of the 40 um, there at Camp Cole, and there were still a whole bunch of tents left at the original camp. Are you worried about running out of room? Where will you send these guys if they decide they're ready to leave Interco Plaza, but Camp Cole is full? Yeah. So uh, it's uh, interesting that we found out this week that, you know, some people are actually now having two residents. Oh, so, okay. So that's part of the number yeah. issue there. So we're actually you know, working this week, today and tomorrow, to maybe go through and try to work with some of the clients and the residents to say, listen, we have to kind of take down your, your tent in Interco. You're now over here. Like, we can't have this dual thing going on. Um you know, and that park really does for the last three months, it's been, it's gone through a lot with people literally living on site for, so it needs to be uh, clean, power washed. We do, there is some, some renovation that needs to happen to the park and we're looking and working with the city and our neighbors to, to do that. Um, but this is, this is client and human focus, the person first, and we're trying to make sure that we're listening to those individuals and, and getting them what they need. This is a great alternative. Um, but I don't know how Interco is going to play out. Uh, we we will see. Uh, talk to me, I guess, tomorrow or next week. <laughs> we we may well do that. Uh, we got your phone number we'll now. See. You're not yeah. getting away. There so it's interesting. It sounds like this is the really the city's first intentional encampment, and it's all just unfolding in real time. It is. And, and I think it's great. I mean, there's a lot of great people at St. Patrick's Center, the city, other places uh, and agencies that have tried to help, neighbors uh, like Starwood, who's helped with the funding. You know, we're coming together. Now, we don't all agree on everything, but, uh, you know, this is something that is a positive direction because, as you said, we've never seen really an intentional encampment like this. And we can see the need within a just a three-day period that people want it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you heard Angelo. He's talking about how he feels safe. You know, he wants to be in a place uh, where, you know, he's giving some services and dignity. That takes money, and I'm glad that the city is committed to that. Um, and, you know, I think we are at the precipice, and that's what comes with, I guess, $500 million coming. Uh, we have the opportunity to do things like this and really change the trajectory of this city and the unhoused population. Well, we intend to stay on this story. So, Anthony D'Agostino, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Sarah. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio.
Understanding starts here. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.